We are back with another Frisco High School football roundup with Tim Howell. As you guys already know, Frisco Lone Star is forging ahead in another bid for a state championship, we hope. But uh, I think they've got another challenge coming up this week with Waxahachie. So, Tim, what do you see, man? What's going to happen? Hey, man. All right, Scott. Yeah, man, we're we're back in the saddle again, rolling towards that state championship, hopefully. And uh, like you said, it's the regional semifinals. Uh, coming up this Saturday, it's an afternoon game, and we'll have a little bit more details on that with the uh, with the pre the preview for the game, which I'll write and have up tomorrow or the next day. Anyways, let's talk about the fun stuff. Regional semifinals taking on the Waxahachie Indians. Um, the Indians were the fourth seed of District 10-5A, but it's like, hold on, wait just a second, man. This, this team, the last two weeks, their first two playoff games, they've beaten first place, first seeded teams. So they're kind of a uh, the Indians are kind of a giant beater, man. They uh, they go right after the Giants, kill them every single time. And, of course, Lone Star Rangers, once again, another number one seed for the fourth-seeded Waxahachie Indians to contend with. Um, there were the state champs. A little bit of background on Waxahachie. They hadn't made the playoffs since 2012. Um, they won a state championship way back in 92. But this is kind of interesting. I thought the last name sounded familiar when I was doing some um, some research. I was like, Kidna, Coach Kidna. But anyways, it turns out that the Indians head coach is John Kitna, uh, former Cowboys and Detroit Lions quarterback. And uh, this is his first time to lead the team into the playoffs, and so far so good for them. They've been averaging right at about 50 points per game in the playoffs, and they've only allowed 10 total points. Excuse me, I'm sorry. They're averaging right around 35 points, and their defense has been solid too. I was getting ahead of myself. I want to talk a bit more about District 10-5A and just how difficult of a district it is because, you know, to the layman, you see Waxhatchee four seed. Man, what are they doing in the playoffs right now? Lone Star is going to just run all over them, and hopefully they do. But that 10-5A is very difficult. Uh, the first-place team is Mansfield-Lake Ridge. And remember, every single team from 10-5A is still in the playoffs. Mansfield-Lake Ridge was 11-1, ran the table in district. Mansfield-Legacy, 10-2, they were 6-1. Mansfield-Summit, 8-4, was tied with Waxahachie. And they were both 4-3 and three in the district. Right now, Lake Ridge, they're going to play Prosper which is a team that, uh, of course, a Frisco school was eliminated by uh, back in uh, the first round. I believe that was Centennial. And so Lake Ridge will be playing Prosper. And uh, Lake Ridge has put up, they put up 70 points last week against Brian Adams. And, of course, you have Mansfield Legacy. They're averaging, the team I was talking about, they're averaging 50 points per game and allowing just 10 points. And they're going to take on North Forney, which is of some importance. And I'll talk about that a bit more in a moment. And Mansfield Summit has only allowed two points the entire postseason, man. And they amassed 69 points last week. They'll play Highland Park, the defending champs, this Friday. So this is kind of a good thing to look at. Also, it tells you how very difficult it is to make it this deep into the regional semifinals. All the teams now have a lot of skins on the wall and a lot of playoff experience, for sure. So 10-5A, it's Mansfield heavy and dominated by Mansfield. And it kind of reminds me of uh, the Frisco district back in the day, back when uh, Lone Star was still 3A. We had a 5A district. Actually, it was 4A. And I believe there's four or five Frisco schools then, so kind of similar in how it's structured there. Okay, let's talk about uh, Waxahachie and their path to the regional semifinals. Um, in the by district, they took on, of course, a first-seeded Everman Bulldogs team. And, uh, man, they just dominated from the get-go. 58-21 was the final score on that. Uh, they put up 28 points in the first quarter, 17 in the second quarter, and very anticlimactic after that. Final score on that, 58-21. Puts them in the area around where they took on another district champion, of course, South Oak Cliff. Um, they beat them 45-15, very similar in approach to their first game. 
they come out hot and heavy, man. They scored 14 points in that first quarter, seven in the second. They're up 21 to eight. And then they just kept a foot right on the accelerator, man, in the third quarter. 14 points, shut down uh, South Oak Cliff, shut them out in the third. And there you go, on their way to a 45 15 victory. So here they are right now. And uh, a key non district game I want to look back to because uh, to me, it kind of. Uh, uh, if you will, it kind of forms a better picture of what to expect from Waxahachie when they play a high-caliber offense and a team like the Lone Star Rangers. In week two, it was a loss, but they played Highland Park. I talked about them a bit um, earlier, but uh, they were last year's 5A state champs. And uh, the final score on that was 32-21. So Waxahachie can play tough, and it seems to me like they kind of play up against the opposition. So it's going to be a good one, man. As far as their offense goes, they have a kind of a balanced running game. And what I mean by that is they have three or four key running backs that they use uh, for running plays, and two of them are more hybrid. They're more wide receiver and a running back all in one, and we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, their lead passer is Salik. He's a pocket passer. He occasionally runs. Um, it looks like he does that in just short yardage situations or in the red zone because uh, he, he doesn't get much as far as gains go. He's averaging just over a yard per carry, man, which – Obviously, it's pretty bad, but he does have five touchdowns. That's kind of something that the Indians use to kind of keep the opposition honest, sneak one in there. Overall, Salik is uh, connecting on 69.8% of his passes, 2,951 yards, 32 touchdowns to just nine interceptions, and uh, rushing, as we mentioned, 1.2 yards per carry for 58 total yards with five scores. Okay, the first uh, running back, he's explosive, man. His name is Damani Richardson, and uh, he's also a wide receiver. We'll talk about his uh, receiving yards in just a moment. But on the ground, man, he is explosive. Had that 80-yard uh, run last week. So, man, right out the gates, he can really hurt you. That's something that the Lone Star Rangers defense are really going to be keying in on. Uh, rushing has 492 yards, 13.3 yards per carry. Remember, I said explosive, and seven touchdowns. And as far as a wide receiver, when he goes out into a pattern, he gets 286 yards receiving, 23.8 uh, yards per catch with four touchdowns. The next guy also is a wide receiver running back. That's Jareth Stearns. On the ground, he's 401 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, receiving, he is the overall leader in receiving yards for the Indians. 869 yards, 16.1 yards per catch with eight touchdowns. Also a team lead in scores. Uh, the last two quarterbacks, you have uh, Quadtavius Donaldson. 269 yards rushing, a couple of touchdowns. And you have Jaden Watson, 222 yards, three touchdowns. Jaden pretty quick too, man. If, uh, if he sees a hole, he can break loose, 6.7 yards per carry. And uh, last but not least, we have three wide receivers who bear mentioning they're certainly going to be on the, uh, on the depth charts for the Lone Star Rangers taking a look at them pregame. That's Tevin Wofford, 547 yards receiving, 17.1 yards per catch with five touchdowns. Also, Keyshawn Anderson, 455 yards, five touchdowns. And Jeff Alexander, 286 yards, 11 uh, yards per carry, and four touchdowns. Um, they really kind of remind me, and this is, oh, I don't know if it's fair, because Lovejoy is a really good team. They just ran into a buzzsaw, which, of course, happens to be the Lone Star Rangers. But Waxahachie reminds me in many ways of Lovejoy. They're kind of, they can run the ball for sure, but they're really at their best when they're passing and getting yardage down an open field. So we'll see, man. I do think their defense is probably a little bit more solid overall, but uh, this is certainly going to be the biggest challenge, not just for Waxahachie, but also for Lone Star in the playoffs. I, uh I don't think the Indians are going to self-destruct like Lovejoy did uh, last week. As you might remember, there was four interceptions, man, in that first half and another one, so five total. Don't think that's going to happen, not under the guidance of John Kidna, of course, a former NFL quarterback. 
This is the kind of team, man, the Waxhatchee Indians, that uh, you scratch your head. If you're on the outside looking in, you're like, how did this team make it in there? They're a fourth seed. But every year, it's one of the reasons the high school playoffs are so much fun, Scott. Every year, there's a team like this that uh, just gets hot at the right time. And uh, their, their record heading into the playoffs is a little deceiving because it's a really, really tough district. So watch out for them, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the winner of this is going to take on the winner of Mansfield Legacy and North Forney. I, I said I'd talk about North Forney a bit, but uh, very, very high-scoring offense for Forney. And, of course, Mansfield Legacy, well, they were the number two seed out of Waxahachie's District 10-5A. So a lot of fun. Looking forward to it, Scott. It's going to be a great one. It's Saturday at 1 o'clock. All right. We'll be looking forward to that on Saturday. Uh, let's go to our prediction for the week. Uh, it sounds like they oh, have a pretty, a pretty good, reasonably high-powered offense, but we know that Lone Star does. <laughs> I mean, those guys can rack up some points. So does this become a shootout, or what are you seeing defensively? Well, you know, this is uh, oh man, here we go with the uh, with the predictions. But hey, we're we're one and zero so far, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. I didn't come here to score, man. But hey, Lone Star won last week, as we predicted. I do. I, I think the Lone Star uh, Rangers are going to be able to pull off a win here. They are well. Waxhatch can score points. They're a little bit different from Lovejoy in that they're more dynamic. They have more overall athletic playmakers. I tell you what, look at that first quarter, man, because uh, Waxahachie is averaging right at about two. Yeah, two and a half scores per first quarter in the playoffs. So if Lone Star, they're going to want to send a message out there early. If they can keep them off the scoreboard or keep a scoring to a minimum in the first quarter, and then the Lone Star Rangers, like you said, Scott, if they, if they score points like we know they're capable of, that, that first quarter I think is going to be a very good indicator, especially considering that in the first two matchups for Lone Star in the playoffs, they've kind of started off a little bit slow. Um, they were aided last week, of course, by Burton's two interceptions, both for uh, touchdown returns. So we'll see, man. That'll be the test to me because uh, I don't think Waxahachie is going to change game plans. They're going to try and come right at you immediately. So look at that first quarter. As far as points go, oh, man, I think I can see this one being, let's see. <laughs> let's say Lone Star 40, Waxahachie 28. Okay. I like those numbers. That sounds good. And, uh, yeah, we'll be keeping a close eye on that first quarter. That sounds like that's going to be the one that will set the tone for the rest of the game. Yes, sir. All right. I love it, man. Tim, as always, thank you so much. Anything else you want to leave us with before we head out? Now, man, you know, that's about it. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to the game, man. Um, I'll be out there. So uh, if you want to stop by and say what's up, please do. If, uh, you know, if I don't hear you say hello or something, I'm probably, you know, tweeting at the score or something, but uh, looking forward to it. I don't know if I mentioned it. It's going to be at the star. Uh, so this is actually kind of a home playoff game, which is, uh, it's really a rarity. And should Lone Star advance past this, we're going to be getting closer and closer to Austin as far as that goes. So hopefully everybody can come out there. Uh, make it out, man. It's in our backyard. Playoff time should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Saturday at the Star ought to be just a fun bit of chaos going on that afternoon. And, uh, Tim, <laughs> I know you're going to be tweeting this out. Are you going to be doing that on the Tim Howell or the Lifestyle Frisco account? Oh, that's a good question. i tell you what. Let me do it on the Lifestyle Frisco account. Okay. So that okay. is at LS. Frisco on Twitter, but if you want to follow Tim as well, what's your Twitter? It's uh, at T Murray Howell, T M U R R A Y H O W E L L. So either way, if you can't be at the game, you got a couple of sources to go look at. Let's keep up with what's happening. And I know I'll be tuning into Twitter starting at one o'clock on Saturday because I can't be there, <laughs> but this is going to be another good game. 
it's going to be fun, man, for sure. All right, Tim. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And for everybody else, thanks again for tuning into the Frisco podcast. And go Lone Star. We'll talk to you all next week.